Welcome back to another episode of We'll Do Blank for Honey, where this week we're going to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Because of why I'm Justin. Would... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, because why wouldn't we? It's a podcast right. by gay guys. How can they not do episodes about Drag not Race? Talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. I know we're a little behind, uh, seeing as we're like, what, 10 episodes in almost. Uh, but we're going to do a little speed run for you guys, tell you what we thought about each episode up until the last one. And then next week, we should have uh, a quicker recap of the next episode coming through. By the way, we're 11 episodes in. Are we really? Jesus. Yeah. It's gone by so quick. Like, it's nuts. Anyways, I'm a Geeky Bear Cub. My name's Justin. Uh, I'm also a Geeky Bear Cub. Uh, my name is Rex Uranus. <laughs> there we go. I'm saying that. Into this. Okay, so RuPaul's Drag Race. I am grouping kind of episode one and two together here because uh, I felt like they weren't really full episodes yet. Uh, I, I know we got to meet the queens. It was a little bit more of a deeper dive into them, but there wasn't an elimination, so it was a little weird for me. Um, I appreciate the fact that no elimination because it does have that issue of like the queens that go home first, like no one knows anything about them. They kind of they do have a tendency to get lost. I mean, they pushed a lot of emphasis on um, on Vanjie when she got kicked off. Like she was yeah. in every episode afterwards, and then she returned the next season. And then, um, I guess spoiler. Warning if people haven't been watching it, but why would you listen to this if you weren't haven't watched it? But anyway, Dolly has been in every fucking episode. <laughs> okay, that I is like spotting her everywhere is so fucking hilarious for me, but I digress. Um, how did you feel when you first met the first set of queens? Uh, who was I'm the gonna first be honest, set? the episode zero kind of thing that they did where they introduced everyone on the runway. I wasn't really feeling anyone yet at all. Okay, so if you're gonna include episode zero, I went in with the expectations that I was going to like um, Rockham, Sakura, yeah. um, Aiden, because I like weird queens. I want, I like weird ones, and I thought Aiden was gonna be weird. Um, and Crystal, hands down, Crystal was like my Crystal was my favorite right from the beginning. She was so strange. I didn't, like, I kind of liked Crystal's aesthetic, but then I didn't. And then I kind of liked Rockham Sakura's aesthetic. I'm sorry, Rockham. And I wasn't fully on board until I met Rockham and Crystal live, you know? Um, so, like, that's, I mean, they instantly, their personalities grabbed me more than their aesthetics did. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Nikki was beautiful, but then when I met her personality, I was like, oh, no, not so much for me. And you said you were instantly rooting for uh, Rockham? Uh, Crystal, Rockham, and Aiden. See, because, me, uh, well, they, they were weird queens, and I appreciate the weird ones. They, are usually, they usually don't go that far in the show. They bring them on because they want diversity, and then they kick them off pretty quickly. Um, I remember hearing rumors that Aiden, Crystal, and uh, Rockham were going to be in the first five episodes to go home. 
So I was really pissed off. And when Crystal didn't end up leaving, I was like, this is amazing because I love Crystal so much and I just need her to keep going. What do you think of Nicki Minaj versus Judge? I mean, it's following a tradition at this point that they have. They have a celebrity come on, so like Christina and Gaga and, you know, it just, and what? Cyrus. And Miley. And um, I I don't know, at this point, part of me was like, who are they going to get to come next? Like, there's some ones that I'd be really excited for, but um, no, like, I think it makes sense. It makes sense why she would be on. I felt like she got into it. It wasn't like some judges where they're just kind of, they got something to push. Like, you can see that sometimes every now and then when they get someone. Um, and I really enjoyed her presence on the show. I feel like when she talked about the queens, sure, she might not have given a master class like Lady Gaga did, but she really, she was like there for the experience and yeah. to, and give to the experience as well. So I really enjoyed that. I was a side Nikki that, I mean, I am a Nikki fan, uh, but like, I never would have thought of her in that kind of arena. So seeing her there, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, my top picks. Sorry? I said my top picks for season 13 for episode one. Um, Kylie Minogue. Oh, um, Dolly Parton, who still has not been on the show yet. Completely surprising, but yeah, she was kind of on it. Like... This last, or was it, uh, yeah, didn't she do like a video clip or whatever? Yeah, that's not good enough. I know, but like maybe that's a gateway into it. It's the gateway drug. I don't, no, I just. Way to gayness. Come on, dog. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like who else would even have left? Like Britney? Beyonce will never do it. So like, I would just. Oh God, that would be nuts if Britney came on. Could you imagine? Especially season five. Christina already did, so, like, but the ones who would never be on it, even though they probably should at this point, would be Madonna, Cher, you know, the ones who's literally built their entire fortune off of the backs of gay men. Maybe they should show up and kind of pay that back a little bit. You know, maybe a little. Well, you know the story about uh, the, what the hell is the name of that song? If I Could Turn Back Time. You know the story behind it, right? No, I don't. Yeah, so like in the 80s, Cher said some like nasty things about gay people and then people stopped buying tickets to her shows and then she sort of realized how much her entire livelihood depended on gay followers. So she had like a come to God moment where she realized that she needed to not be hateful towards gays and that song is her apology. Yeah. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, her whole thing was literally, that, that song is an apology. That's why that song is important to gay pop culture history. But, like, legitimately, that, like, she is an example of, like, she figured out. Yeah. It's what I saw when I was watching the share like, biography on Behind the Music. Because she didn't necessarily embrace her like status as a queer icon until after that.
Oh, I can't find anything on it. Anyways. Um, we'll check back in with that. Check back into the news desk on that one. <laughs> um, what did you think of Robin as a guest? So my thing is, I loved Robin in the 90s. Okay, yeah. The album that everyone loves her for is the least favorite thing of hers that she's done for me. Really? I remember going to clubs, because that was around the time that you and I first met. Yeah. And I remember going out to the clubs, and that her Dancing on My Own song was, ever, and Call Your Girlfriend was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. Every gay bar had it. I remember being at one bar, and they played it, tw they played both of those songs twice in the four hours I was there. They were just obsessed with it. And I, like, I remember Robin for Show Me Love and for Konnichiwa Bitches. I don't remember her for those two songs. So for me, it's like, I like, my passion for Robin is older Robin, not that Robin that everyone knows her, that everyone now, I guess, knows her for. I still have those two, those two songs on my current playlists that I listen to. So I am that gay bitch. However, her personality for me was like not what I was expecting. Like I get it. She's like, I don't know, like Norwegian or whatever, you know. And She's like, Swedish actually. Whatever. She's some from what country over in Europe. Um, and they're like not known for being the most energetic people or expressive people, but she was really flat for me. <laughs> I was like, I felt like she was kind of bored. I don't know. I mean, my I would have been excited to see her only for the fact that I can speak a little bit of Swedish. So I would have definitely thrown that out if I was like a contestant. I would have been like, your mouth, so. Sorry? You had some Swedish meatballs in your mouth. God, I wish. <laughs> Working for H&M, you'd think that that would have paid off, but <laughs> not so much. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing I would say, too, that uh, is, it's almost like a, it's almost like a weird dig, was that Nicki Minaj was enough of a guest for one episode, but Robin wasn't for the second one. Mm. Shade. Right. <laughs> they needed a second one for the second episode. They just, but Nikki was more than enough for the first episode. It's probably a budget thing. And Robin, well, you know, for me, she didn't. <laughs> so let's talk about episode three, where the mini challenge was basically them ranking each other, which was like, all right. Uh, Shade. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I like it kind of was what it was but at the same time like very early on to be even kind of like ranking people um I, I you can kind of see the narratives getting pulling at the strings there trying to set up people for like trying to get them to get all catty against each other already kind of stuff and it, and it kind of worked it like kicked off the widow von du versus uh everybody Britta versus uh Aiden Zane, which I don't know. Uh, and Widow versus everybody. It's worst, <laughs> which was the main challenge. How did you feel about that? You love, so you said you liked Aiden Zane. Did you like Aiden Zane all the way through, or were you 
quickly dispelled of that charm. Um, so she did things here and there that I liked. Mm -hmm. I couldn't say that she maintained it. I yeah. I thought I was going in, I was going with a bit more that she'd be darker, mm -hmm. but her, I don't know, personality came across as quiet. Yeah. Not that it was bad, like, like she did do some things I really liked. I really liked her, um, the Silence of the Lambs runway with the, the mm. dead head moth in her mouth. Um, she had some fun references, but to be, but again, when I'm, especially if I'm going to compare like the alternative weird queens, Crystal had weird, ref had good references too, and she nailed all of them. Yeah. Same thing with Gigi. Gigi's references are amazing. Um, cause the world's worst in the challenge that I know they were trying to say like, oh, uh, Aiden wasn't the worst in the group or like, but for me, she kind of was. I didn't feel like she gelled with the other two very well in her group to the point where it just wasn't, wasn't doing it for me, you know? No, but I mean, she's not an actress. She was like very clear on that yeah. so she picked two actors because that's the smartest option and then they're like we carried you through it's like yeah i chose the groups and i chose you to be in my group so that i would have strong actors to carry me because i knew i needed help that's the game unfortunately uh, eliminated was dahlia um i felt she was like if he took naomi smalls and um God, who, like, I don't know, she's like a look, that look queen, but she didn't have, like, enough substance. I didn't think she did too bad as the broccoli, which is kind of <laughs> funny, but um, she, I, she just, I think she needed just a little bit more there, you know? Um, so, I, I think the challenge itself was kind of, was kind of dumb, though, and I think yeah. that's, that's the that's, thing. Yeah. Because, like, how much did they get that they were, because it's improv, right? So, like, how much of it was improvised and how much of it was written? And if they're, like, if the sexy broccoli was her invention versus that was the character she was given and that's the character she had to play, because, like, it seems really strange. Ooh. And then they turned out to be straight like it was that whole it was such a mess it was such a mess uh episode four had the the b mini challenge which was really cute <laughs> i don't think rupaul's allowed to talk about environmentalism when she owns grounds where they're fracking hilarious yeah like very poetic there of course she didn't know that everyone's gonna find that out while they filmed this but it's just so funny in the end when you find that out. Well, we were rewatching The Simpsons, and we actually had we got to the fracking episode of The Simpsons, and my part and my boyfriend was like, "Wait a minute, isn't this the RuPaul episode?" <laughs> oh, shady, shady, yeah, shady. Very shady. Um, as a judge. I don't know. Do you follow the RuPaul Drag Race drama online as well? Or do you just watch the show? I just watched the show. Um, I my boy. 
life, and I want to fill you in on the tea. Okay, so Leslie Jones, she does a live Twitter feed review. Uh, hi, Leslie, if you're watching us. Uh, so she does a live one on Twitter, and she uh, like gives her full-on opinion. So they had her on the show, finally, where she gave her opinions again, well, I mean, as a judge, but again, reviewing the episode as it came back. And Britta and her dive, like, they butt heads so bad on Twitter, it is insane. Like, Britta's calling her a bitch, and the C word, and like, you know, like, just going off and like calling her, like, telling her, like, no one cares about your opinion, it's just a show, live your life, I lived mine, this is what happened, like, you don't need to keep on talking about it, you were there. <laughs> and then Leslie's like, it was like a year ago, I'm watching it again, and you're acting a fool all again, even now, how you're reacting right now, how you reflected on the show. Whoa! <laughs> it was kind of epic. So I kind of really enjoyed having her on the show there, because it kind of like brought me to her Twitter feed, because it was very fun to watch. What did you think of all the ball looks? Um, I mean, obviously there was, so my, I thought it was pretty early, sorry, I thought it was pretty early, early to have the ball. Usually they save the ball for like the Eleganza Extravaganza event part towards the end where they can show multiple looks. And but this I think, one, I think part of it is this whole idea of like girls not getting to show enough of themselves at the especially the ones that are eliminated early on so this is to like counter that you've had two episodes where nobody goes home in those two episodes you've got to dance perform write you've got to do improv and now you've got to do a ball so in so if you've made it to episode four you've already been able to give because you had to do two looks in the first episode for your mm -hmm. spring and summer or your spring and fall fashion and then you have to do the runway and you have to do a performance. So that's four outfits right there. So I think it would, part of it was just like, if you spent all this money being on the show, you're getting your money's worth because you're at least probably going to show off like seven outfits yeah. before you go home, as opposed to normal seasons where you get to show like two. I just didn't like the theme of it. The theme of it, I don't know, it kind of made it like pitsy to me. I didn't, it was, it felt cheap. Every Everyone's outfits pretty much felt cheap to me. I wasn't thrilled. And then the one that they had to like make, I mean, had to be a ball themed too, like sports balls. And I just, I guess I just wasn't into it kind of thing. You know? I, I would argue, I would say too that one of the things that I thought was almost like at a disadvantage was the fact that they did, so it was a ball themed challenge, but they didn't have enough white balls for Jada to finish her dress. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. came on, so the show came undersupplied for a challenge that it put forth, um, or couldn't get more white balls or whatever for her to finish making the dress because she was like, I ran out of supplies. Um, I think it like it's a good it's a good look. I I like Gigi's. Gigi's looked like fruity pebbles and in, in milk, and nice, I'm into yeah. that. But I thought it was I was confused. Um with some of it especially because like the first round was ballers but then you had like Heidi was a horse was doing no Heidi was golf um widow widow was a equestrian yeah I mean unless she was doing polo but I don't remember her having the bat I think it was polo 
that she so was did she have the bat? No, she didn't have a mallet, no. Then it doesn't, it's not, it's not polo. You need right. a bat to play polo. Because there was some where there, you're just like, that doesn't, there's no ball involved in that. Um, but then there's also like other ones where you have um, like Gigi coming out as the Heather, as the lead Heather was everything. Like there's some things, there were some really good parts of it, but the, I don't know. I, I don't know who it was for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause it's like, I get the whole like basketball wives thing, like that part of it. Like, I don't like, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's a, the housewives shows out there. A lot of gays watch that. I don't really watch them that much. Um, so I only get, have a cursory knowledge of what these women are like. Um, so I, I kind of can appreciate what they were going for, but at the same time, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. Maybe I think I'm just ultimately salty in the fact that this is the episode that Rockham Sakura got eliminated from. And Rockham Sakura is my drag crush of this season. I thought he was so hot and so cute and so endearing. I was super mad that he got eliminated. Have you seen the video of him at, uh, I think it's Folsom? No, you, told me, you were telling me about it, though. It is glorious. Thank you, Rockham Sakura, for letting that hit the internet and it coming my way. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, there's a video there. Rockham's walking around naked at Folsom and lets some guy give him a blowjob on camera. And it is fucking amazing because him in those little shorts throughout those episodes that he was in, I was salivating for him. He's giving you package for days, and I just want to get in there, you know? Oh, he's oh so God. hot. So Love thirsty. Me. So thirsty. Me up. Okay? You need a drink of water, man. You're thirsty. Uh, you know what? I will drink his piss. Going on to this episode five, okay? It's Gay's Anatomy time. Uh, this is where we get to see more of if they have the acting chops going on. It's more acting. It's like the they didn't get enough out of the yeah the world's worst episode. But the world's worst was improv. They didn't this get was too, wasn't it? No, this one was scripted. I thought like Nikki could like she made up her own lines too. Well, you always get to you always get to kind of like ad-lib in some stuff like they always generally have room for that um but it was scripted there were specific like there were specific there was a specific story that was being told yes, yeah. like they don't make up on the fly that like you know that Aiden's character dies and these kinds of like these kinds of things they were there was a story written mm-hmm. um I don't know I who did you like for acting I mean, Jan really pushed it. Yeah. I'm a big Gigi fan. So I, Gigi did it. Widow was hilarious as the, as the mom. Mm-hmm. Giving yeah. birth and everything. Like, the, like, it was fun. There were some funny parts in it. I think, um, I know Crystal and Heidi kind of got the, where they got forked yeah. together. It was like weird. Like, I don't know. It just felt very disconnected. 
but then again, I'm I'm shouldn't be expecting a full narrative from the writers of the show. Yeah, like some people get parts that intrinsically will put them safe. Like they can't do much more with it. They could go worse with it, of course. I mean, we all remember God. What was her name when she kept on fucking up? She's like, "Opulence, you." <laughs> you know, like she just kept on fucking that up. Yeah. But um, I I did feel like they got a a shitty role. That's for sure. It just it just wasn't. I find that some of these times these acting challenges they try to cram a lot into five minutes mm. or less, and it just doesn't. There's not enough. Like. I don't know. Maybe the what maybe what they actually end up getting to see, like the judges actually end up watching like an hour long tape, or like much longer than what we get to see, and we get to see a like an even more edited down version. Maybe there's more, but it just it, I don't know. I find with the writing, with this, with the acting challenges, it's always it's always really rough. And yeah, it is what it is. What role you get, like Nikki. The other problem with with Nikki, because Nikki, this is the episode Nikki gets sent home on. Yes, yeah. And the thing about it, before I get to the capes, because I have a thing I want to say about capes, about her capes specifically. Mm-hmm. But there's the thing about, they said to feed into your Frenchness, right? Because they were like, because she had a translation issue and like being bilingual yeah for sure i know i stumble i can't tell jokes in french it's hard to do it in yours what it was my first language now it's my second language because i don't speak it as much but it's hard to tell jokes in a language that you're not that you don't predominantly speak all the time and one of the things that why it works for the Hispanic girls, like the Puerto Rican girls or the Latinas, when they go into that, is because they turn it into the part of the character, whereas Nikki was just a baby who was French. Yeah. It's not like, it, like if she was a baby that had like a sit, like a bitch stick with cigarettes on it and just would like, and her things was that rather than just screaming in French, she would say things that were French related, like someone get me some wine, like some wine or something like that. In French, in English, if she were to switch quickly back and forth between the word, between the languages, where like half of her thing was in English, half of her thing was in French. And like if she fumbled on a word, just like switch to that language and then switch back, I think it would have paid off. Well, because it wasn't a bad idea, but it just, it's tricky. Yeah. I guess it also is one of those things where like we don't as an audience when we're used to seeing like Yada Sophia or Kenya Michaels who when they switch to to Spanish they're just hilarious but you don't know what the hell they're talking about but they're just so funny with the the physical comedy and the dancing around and the movement and the facial expressions and the yelling and it just doesn't make any damn sense but like it's so entertaining and that was just not that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't French didn't work the same way. For me, just as bad as Nikki Doll. Like, she was supposed to be like this whole kind of Mae West character, and the only thing she got down was, oh, and that was it. Oh, yeah, as a dedicated Mae West fan, I'm sure you were particularly irked by that. I was like, what the fuck? She wasn't witty, you know what I mean? She, like, hardly even gave that. I was like, oh, I was not, not impressed. 
Um, quickly about capes. Yes. Let's talk. Okay. Nikki's cape look. The cape was neither here nor there, but that look was amazing. That was amazing. The Joan of Arc look was awesome. What she should have done, or what I would have rather seen her do, because they, I know they have this whole thing about like, oh, it's too costumey. It's drag. These are yeah. costumes. But if I would have come out, I would have had, I would have wanted like fur shoulders with a long white cape and then have like embroidered or painted on like royal, like French symbols down the back. So you know how like when you watch Game of Thrones, when they're cape, when like their royalty and their capes have like patterns printed on them, I would have had that because then you wouldn't have had to take it off. And then you could have, when you turned around and they saw it, then you were just like, it'd be stunning. It was, it was 90% of the way there. And I think if she would have had a much stronger cape, she might have lived a little longer. Because that outfit, that outfit was stunning, but it was, but a cape outfit, it was not. (laughs) It's like, it's like Britta's outfit. The cape made sense with it, the Little Red Riding Hood thing, sort of, but like, in the same sense, she had a riding crop, which doesn't make sense because you're a Little Red Riding Hood. So, like, and in that trumpet skirt, who, what were you riding? Nothing. You can't move in that. <laughs> no one. If she had a, ba- if she had a basket full of sex toys, <laughs> then she's like, I'm on my way to grandmother's house, and grandma needs her fixins, and like, you pull out, and there's like a, there's like a wand or something. I'm into that. That's hilarious. The next episode after that is the infamous snap game, which was pretty good, especially for Gigi. So I watched the pit stop episode because I watched the pit stop and Bob did not appreciate Maria the Robot. She was like, nope, Jackie should have won. No questions about it. It wasn't even funny. Like, Maria wasn't even funny. Who's funny? Huh? I thought Gigi was so funny. I, like, my boyfriend and I were crying. We were crying watching her. That's, but that's also another thing. I don't watch The Real Housewives. So, I, like, Gigi's character, I knew... Like Lisa Rimmer, Rimmer. Okay, yes, Rinna. that's what right? Yeah. Lisa Rimmer, Lisa Rinna. I only know from being a guest host on one of the. She was a guest judge on Drag Race once, mm. once upon a time, a long time ago, and memes here and there from her. I don't know her, so like, I can't. But G, Jackie was funny. Objectively, Jackie had jokes. She was quick, and she was. She definitely deserved her top place. Maria the robot just nailed it. I don't even know what she had physical comedy down. Like she took a robot and made it funny. And like I don't know. I I get that if you're a big Jackie fan and that if you're a big Desperate Housewives or um, Real Housewives fan, you would have voted Jackie to win. But I understand why Gigi won. Mm-hmm. I th- there's also a thing too. There's there's two rules of Snatch Game that I found. One, if you do another queen, you will lose. You won't necessarily go home, but you will never you will never win Snatch Game. 
my no god. No Snatch Game has ever been won by somebody doing another queen, unless you count Cher. Well, um, I remember Alaska did Lady Bunny, and that was fucking hilarious. And she made it, and she was second place. Yeah, I know, but still. But that's the rule. And the second rule is if you do a real housewife, you will not win the drag, you will not win Snatch Game, no matter how good you do. It's just, it's like the personalities and themselves, like. It's just, it's one of those, it's one of those tropes of the show, though. Like, it's like, if you do, if you do Beyonce, you will be in the bottom that week. Yeah. Like, that is the rule. You, like, no one's ever done it and not been in the bottom. Like, it's, it just doesn't work. There are, like, there are certain things with Snatch Game that if you do this, like, you're just not, you're either not going to place, you're not going to win, or you're going to be in the bottom. It's just one of those things, and Real Housewives don't win, and um, doing other queens will not guarantee you, will, like, you won't win, no matter how good you do. Unfortunately, you won't win. It's, there's some other tropes that come up later on. Huh? Speaking of non-winners, Aiden Zane has uh, Magenta, or the woman who plays Magenta. I don't know her Patricia story. Quinn. Yes, Patricia Quinn. What? But, a travesty. That was travesty. Horrible. Not seeing Alyssa Edwards fucking up Katy Perry has a queen needed to apologize for a Snatch Game performance that badly. Yeah. That was horrible. And like, I kind of felt like she almost picked Patricia and this idea of her being like a drug addled woman that didn't remember anything. Like she was using that as a way to get out of being quippy. I think she also banked on no one really knowing too much about her because when Michelle Visage was like, so Patricia Quinn's British accent. Yes, right. And, and Aiden was editing probably a little bit too, but Aiden was very much like, fuck, I got caught. Yeah. Like, I think she was banking because no one else called it out. Like, that was horrible. And did you see her response at all? I saw that. I saw Patricia Quinn was disgusted. Oh yeah, it was bad. Like um, also let's discuss that at some point. After that, episode seven, Madonica the Root Madonica. Oh Madonica the Musical. One so, thing one thing before Snatch Game, before we finish Snatch Game, the oh, runway. Because there was so much argument about Gigi Good, Gigi's runway versus Jada's runway. Apparently that was another thing. Uh, on the pit stop again. Bob had took umbrage with Gigi's look and was like, it's cute, but it's like, I don't care. And they're like, Jada's look was everything. And Jada's look was everything. But I think when you come into the competition of a frozen themed runway and you think I'm going to wear a blue or silver or white dress and put sparkle on it and then I'm done. Versus somebody who's like, I'm going to be an ice cream girl. Yeah. When you're looking at it from like a, a creativity standpoint, because like, let's not, let's real talk. Jada is a phenomenal designer and seamstress. Mm -hmm. Like I can't clock shit in her outfits, except maybe in the capes. Cause you could see the, you could see the different materials when she lifted up her cape. Cause you, where her shoulders were, but that's a material. Um, but I look at that and I'm like, I can't, I have to award more points because a gorgeous gown amongst the sea of gorgeous gowns and the ice cream girl with the 
the rosy cheeks and the pink nose. Maybe it was more simple, but was it a different take? The same reason why I liked Crystal's, because Crystal was Mr. Freeze from <laughs> Batman and Robin. I lived in the, in the silk pajamas. I lived. It was so good. And apparently none of the judges caught the reference, but fucking amazing. Yeah. Guess, especially as a nerd, when you see those little, like, when she did her Freddy Krueger runway, mm-hmm. loved. That's what I mean. They get the references down. And that's why, like, I, I will never take away from Jada that she is a phenomenal sewer. But, like, if you're going to talk about just thinking outside the box and giving you something really different, Gigi gave us something different. Also, how the fuck did she pack that ice cream cone? Is it hollow? Like, did she open it up and there's wigs inside of it? Or, like, how did she pack that? Okay, now we can go on to the next one, but I, there's, I've heard a lot of conflicting uh, conversations about that runway specifically, and it was really just, like, Jada's outfit was better, and I'm like, but Gigi's outfit was more interesting. Yeah. I mean, they were both pretty good. Someone's got to win, right? The, the flavor of the day, if you will. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Madonna, the musical, the challenge. Unauthorized Madonna musical. Uh, how did you feel about it? Um, I mean, it was good. I'm not, okay, hot take. Not the biggest, hugest fan of Madonna. So I mean, I did get the like all the the points that I was supposed to take away from all the girls' performances. Um. I clearly, clearly for me, Gigi was the winner. Uh, for me, it went Gigi Crystal Jan. Um, I don't know, like everyone was like, oh my God, this was Jan's week. Why didn't Jan win it? Um, but like, clearly Gigi did better. I even think Crystal did better than Jan. Jan has like, I'm sorry, Jan, if you hear this, but Jan, she just gave off this energy where, yeah, she really wanted it but like she wasn't paying attention how to get it, you know? Ah, okay. So this goes back to episode one. And this is a this is something I brought up with I pointed out about Widow and something I pointed out about Jan in the first episode. And I've never been in that competition space. I don't I cannot speak to that experience. But when you hit the ground that hard, like Jan and Widow threw everything they had in that first challenge every mm-hmm. trick every like if i can rap if i can do the split if i and fucking when widow like when widow was lip syncing in the first in the second episode and you're like girl calm down like you already are safe no one's going home yeah it's five grand so like that's a lot of money but like when she's bringing all of her contortionist stuff i'm like save some shit for later yeah. You need some of this to be a surprise later if your ass ends up in the bottom two later on in the season. Like, mm-hmm. if you're expecting to make it to the end, you will have time to show this later. Throwing everything out on the first one. Like, if, like, Jan came in the first episode, and they even said in the first episode, like, in her first episode, they were like, Jan really wants to win, and she is not hiding it. And, like, the fact that they picked up on that, that's the only thing they really understood about you in the first episode, that's alarming. Because yeah. everybody there is there because they kind of want to win. Yeah. So, like, well, why maybe, would you be there if you didn't want to win? 
Exactly. You know? So so my thing goes back. So when you come to the Madonna challenge, it was so there was just nothing there except ambition to win. Mm-hmm. And that or at least from the editing and from what we see, that is what I took away from watching her in that performance. And where I was like, she sang, she danced, she had the moves down, she had to look down. Her Michelle Visage look was good. Like she had a really good week. She did really well. But like I think the de- I think the need to win, that that drive, that des- that almost borderline desperation um was a little unappealing to the judges yeah. to give her that win. They were just like, God, you like like we can't just give it to you because you're yeah. you want it so bad. Her, for me. Like Gigi was the one that was like, if you squinted, it was Madonna. You know what I mean? Like so yes. Yeah. how I felt about that. How did you like AOC being as a guest judge in this episode? Rather than the Choices 2020 episode. Like, why um, couldn't they have done that? That would have been amazing. Probably because they wanted her on a really big episode. Yeah. Um, the Rusicals are a big episode. And let's let's also bring this up, too, because Gigi won this. Gigi won the Ball and Snatch Game and the Rusical, which are three of the big four challenges. Mm. The four challenge being the Makeover Challenge. She won three out of the four, but the last, the last season's winner did not win the Ball Challenge. The last season's winner did not win Snatch Game, and the last season's winner did not win um, the Rusical, nor did she win um, the Makeover Challenge. So there's no rules anymore. Right. They're just throwing the whole rule book out. Might but, as well just be, like, safe the whole season. But it, it, and I was kind of glad for it, because her was getting shitty to me. You know? Like, I get it. She doesn't like, she didn't like Zane. That got her through, but like, I don't know, just she was pissing me off. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I, I don't want to like perpetuate hate, of, especially, but like the way the show was edited, it did make her sound really annoying. Yeah. And the way it was edited, it did seem like they were like Britta was leading a charge of bullying against Aiden. Um, and I mean, Heidi's freak out and untucked when she was like, y'all have been just yelling at her and leave her the fuck alone. Like, she is safe. You're all safe. Fucking shut up. Like, to be fair, from what we've seen of Heidi and how Heidi doesn't really freak out on a lot of people, I'd say there was probably some legitimate justification for having a reaction like that. But um, if we're going to, if we're going to talk about it um, to the Michelle Visage runway, so Gigi's look was super simple, but when you look at the when you look at the original, like you watched that music video that that is pulled from, the look is impeccable. Oh yeah. I mean, oh. I didn't go back and watch the, the watch uh, it. Watch okay. it. It's it's per- like the color is perfect. Yeah. And that being said, Jackie deserves credit because the um, the detail, the rings, the nails, the amount of detail that was put into it was just mind-blowing. And even Jan taking it a step further and not just doing the flight attendant, but having the matching luggage, 
like mm -hmm. as a natural extension of growing on it was really good like i can't i i still stand by my if i was on there the two looks that i would choose for um michelle Visage runway would have been her uh from the most popular girls in school when she was Mackenzie Zales' mom, so I would have come out as a Barbie, or mm -hmm. her dressed as RuPaul, because I think that'd be funny. Yeah. Moving on to episode eight, this is where they replaced the library with product placement. And I, I hated that. I hated it. I hated um, it so much. Doing this, change it back, and don't fuck with it. Um, if anything, have the glasses come out of the of a, of a box from this company that they, you know, have to pull from, um, and mention the every time they pull out a pair of glasses, they have to get a new pair of glasses from this like box from the company. But like pairing them off and doing that was just it was horrible. I did not enjoy it. I did not like it. Um, I want the library back. My problem with it was that it comes across like you can tell when the show is a commercial as opposed to a show, and yeah. that was it was a commercial. And the story was and the explanation was so convoluted. You're going to give each other gifts at a brunch, but the gifts are going to be shady, and you're going to have to explain why it's shady because it's like you're giving them lotions and towels. Like those things right. aren't inherently shady. So you have to like the whole like explanation. It was just it was a it was a it was a, not a fun challenge to watch because I was just like I'm confused. What the fuck are they doing? Um, it was improv. It was it was just it was a mess. I didn't really like it. It took away the spirit of someone for one. You know, it, like because normally if you're gonna read someone, you just give them a, you give them a read you know like the, this one it was like you have to make the read fit the gift and i didn't like that i just it just felt really too much like product placement um and it actually turned me more away from that uh like box than anything like i yeah. i will make sure not to use it because you fucked with my challenge <laughs> <laughs> However, it was paired up with one of the most ingenious main challenges being the infomercials, which were yep. so fucking funny. Why couldn't they have changed it instead that they could have, instead of trying to give each other gifts, they could have just made like a mini commercial as a pair? Yeah. Try and sell something. Like I, that I would have bought as a better challenge than what it was and mini challenge wise in with uh, uh sasha velour and shea coulee like that was amazing when they did their own little tv shows yeah <laughs> it was funny <laughs> yeah or when bianca and trinity k bonet did their did they have to do the makeup Stella rupaul's makeup yes exactly yeah yeah like it's funny. it's worked before but um yeah the droop the droop challenge um I mean, Heidi was hilarious at the end when she's got no wig and she's like, bitch, I told you you could lose your hair. Like, <laughs> I told you it caused hair loss. <laughs> like, so funny. Um, um, Crystal's take, was hilarious. Yeah, hot take, Heidi didn't win it for me. I did love it. 
she was still top three for me. Um, but for me, it went Crystal, Jackie, Heidi. I'm also going to say this because uh, the the guy that they got to do the directing, he's from The Biggest Loser. Yes. And when yeah. Jackie was trying to explain to him the quick cuts or the yeah. like the cuts, and he was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "You shouldn't be directing this." Yeah. If you, if you don't, don't know what. A, yeah. If you don't, like, buddy. Yeah. If you don't understand how, like, especially because what she's talking about when she was trying to explain it, I'm like. Oh yeah, they're like a '60s jump cut where it's like instead of magic, it was just that they'd hold still and something would pop in. Like I fully got it, but it was just really weird when you're like, "Oh, cool! So you're the you're the expert. You're here to train them. You're here to teach them. You're here to guide them." But you don't fucking know that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Was, so I felt like he had like a willingness not to get what she was saying. Like he wouldn't meet her. He just like he didn't get it don't want to do it you know what I mean and she's like no we're doing this I need someone to do this and then no one was there like saying like, Bryce get your ass over here what the fuck are you like no one wanted to step in and do the jump up with her yeah well like, yeah, she kept being like Bryce bring the stuff over here we're we're holding position yeah like it's like they kind of like they were trying to get her not to do it but it paid off insanely for me it paid you off know, like, for you. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, and I get like Heidi showed a lot more, and there was a lot of growth there for Heidi, and I'm glad that she won that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, like, I do feel like she was in the top. Did I feel like she did better than Crystal or Jackie? It wasn't for me, but I am glad that she won. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because kept her in the competition, and I do love Heidi. She's so funny. Like, I, mean, I didn't think she was going to be able to get that funny, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, like, there's that whole problem, too, right, of the 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 natural comedian versus the, like, person who gets to down and write jokes. Like, the Alyssa. The Alyssa, Alyssa syndrome, essentially, where Alyssa's hilarious, but you get her to write a joke down, like, it doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> Heidi needed to learn to tell. What's weird is Crystal's like that. But Crystal figured out how to do it. Because Crystal is just strange, but she found a way to like translate it into something she could write down. Oh yeah, but she's hammering the mullets. It doesn't make any sense in the lab coat. Like, so funny. She had, like, I'm Team Crystal, so oh, yeah. for me, it's the second time I've been Team Crystal in Drag Race because I was also Team Crystal on Drag Race UK. Um, because she's Canadian. So I have to. And she's super weird and I live for it. Um, but yeah, like, I get why Heidi won. Yes. Like, Crystal, I, I thought Crystal had it in the back. Yeah. Like, Heidi's was funny. But what was the runway for that one? Oh, uh, it was the uh, Black Wedding. Crystal's Black Wedding. The Corpse Bride. Phenomenal. But that's again, that's again, it's the same thing I bring up with the Frozen runway. A black dress, a beautifully made black dress versus a com like an like a different idea, different take on it. Because the thing about about it too, I've watched a lot of stuff, and they were like Jada's dress was the best, and I'm like Jada's dress was a wedding dress, a regular white wedding dress made in black fabric. Yes, yeah. Well, nothing yeah. about it, nothing about it said black wedding. Yeah. Whereas 
she was the corpse bride. Again, Crystal pulling in references. She gave more than corpse bride to me. She gave me Lydia Dietz on her like death day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was amazing. I was shooketh. By the way, do you, you don't watch Dragula, do you? Um, a little bit here and there. Do you know who Disasterina is? No. Okay, because in one of the seasons, in season two, Disasterina was, they had to do a wedding, a like black wedding kind of um, runway look. And remember how Jan did the thing where she like blew smoke when she came down? Controversy, yes, yeah. But the but did you see how that whole thing ended where it was like disaster like someone made a comment about like how Jan cop like they were like, Oh, it was uh, Disasterina's wife or girlfriend or whatever was like, You stole that from Disasterina and Jan's like, I made Disasterina's. She just got to use it on TV first. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like bitch. Here's the thing. And this is what I was saying, too, when I saw that. I was like, if you wanted to get a little bit of the credit for being the first person to have done it on TV and still be respectful of the fact that Jen was the one who made it, you could have been, like, twinsies and posted pictures of both of you doing it and be like, I know I got to use it first, but thanks so much, Jan. Glad to see you got a chance to use it on TV. There are so many ways you could have not been a dick about that. Yeah. So I, I heard about the controversy of, like, Oh, Jan copied someone. I didn't hear that Jan created it for them too. That yeah. is so funny. But it wasn't. It, but it wasn't Disasterina. It wasn't Disasterina that called it out. It was disaster. So Disasterina is um, heteroflexible. So she has a wife slash girlfriend. I'm not sure um, if she's married or not. But she has a female partner, and it was her female partner that called it out, not Disasterina herself. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like maybe you should have just not bothered. No one yeah. needed. No one needed to have that said. Just said for that week was Shaka Khan, and I need to know: was she drunk? Because do you not remember how like spacey she was? Wait a minute. Oh, she was the special guest judge on that episode, right? Yeah. On Drew, on the Droop episode. It was insane. I was just like, "What the hell is going on here?" I just feel like she's one of those ones where it's like having Latoya on. Like Latoya, it's like everyone's like love Latoya, but like the guest judges don't really say a whole lot when they're doing like the runways and like the side comments and stuff. They don't really say that much most of the time. So Shaka Khan said things. I was like, for me, literally, I have written down like, was she drunk? Like, like that's the only thing. Like she was out of it or something, and then poor. Jan got eliminated. It broke her heart and shattered her dreams. Uh, however, I don't know if you follow her on YouTube or anything like that, but she's doing pretty well on there. Yeah, she isn't she doing her drag jukebox or something? Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Good for her. The thing is, she's like a singer and a dance. Like, she's going to do fine. Yeah. Like, no one's uh, worried. Caveat, though, when she lost that one challenge to Gigi and she was all like I'm super sad because I'm losing Britta and it's like girl you could have at least congratulated Gigi she didn't even congratulate her she just just you know I mean maybe it was edited out who knows but she was clearly upset that she didn't win and could care less about Britta yeah but, 
Well, I mean, maybe, maybe she, maybe she did, but like one of the things was she was saying where as because Berta went home, she's like, if I went, at least it would have been some sort of consolation for like the, for New York city that mm-hmm. on the episode that a girl from New York got sent home was the same day that a girl from New York won a challenge. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. That seems like a stretch. I don't, does New York care that much? No. They pump so many things into this show. It doesn't matter. They have five this season. Like, (laughs) and I don't think any of them, oh, no way, because Jackie's still in. And she who will not be named. (laughs) But um, the next one's Choices. Yes, Choices 2020, the political episode. Okay. The kitty girl. Yeah, I mean, um, Jackie Cox doing Eartha Kit. I loved it. Um, I thought the thing about I didn't think anybody did bad. That's true. Everybody. Good job. I really liked Crystal Method though as Grumpy Cat. That was everything for when, me when she was just standing there and we was talking to her and she kept like trying to knock off the, the the things off the desk i lived and i have to in Gigi when she was crawling around on the ground she was pulling the yarn apart and he was like what is this and it's like yarn it's like oh an unfinished garment and then started like pulling it apart and was like i seem to have been i seem to be stuck and she's just yeah. like entwined that like the thing about it everybody did good Everybody was funny. Everybody managed to channel to channel cat energy. Like it, that was that was literally like sifting a fine through comb, a fine toothed comb through all of their performances because like everybody was funny. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was a phenomenal challenge. Like um, yeah, the political political debate though, not so much. <laughs> um, they really came for Jackie about the whole Canadian angle. And I don't know if it was because I we are Canadians ourselves. I thought it was pretty funny because like she's a, a Canadian trying to get into American politics, right? So yeah. there was a lot of wordplay word there for me that was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. My thing is Jackie's conveniently Canadian. I will say that. She is convenient as a as a Canadian watching the show and having Brooklyn, who's like, I am the queen of the North. Mm-hmm. Jackie's Canadian when it's convenient. Yeah. I'm Jewish when it's convenient. She's Canadian when it's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> when she can play it up for something, she's she's Canadian. When I can play it up for something, I'm Jewish. So, yeah. but it okay. With her performance. The first time, so there's like a rule, like a, not a rule, but there's sort of like a trend in comedy where like, if you do something and if you do something and then you do it a second time, it's still kind of funny. And then the third time it's annoying. And then the fourth time it's funny again, but it didn't have that fourth time where it got funny again because it wasn't, they also weren't necessarily like smart jokes. Yeah. And there was like nothing in it other than just like, accidentally slipping out a Canadian phrase instead it just wasn't and there wasn't enough else there like if she would have had the accent like a mm-hmm. like a really strong like eastern Canadian accent like the the a and the cooch or the coach instead of couch yeah. you know those kinds of things 
you could like I feel like it would have said a little bit better. I think it was just it was beating a dead horse. And then when they told her to not do it again, and then she did it again, it's kind of like, okay, but like take what they're saying. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, if you any more content, really, I don't think she was prepared to be told not to continue during the middle of her performance. <laughs> but, that, you know? but you you needed to have there needed to be more. I think it would have been funnier if she would have just been like, I am, I'm going to be the first Canadian president of the United States. Like, yeah. I think if that's what the angle you were going in, because it's so ludicrous. Because yeah. that's the thing, like, Widow took this so seriously, and Rue's like, make me laugh. Yes. So you win this challenge. That's so you win all of these challenges, make Rue laugh. And I think she took so seriously this idea of being a fake American, just be a Canadian. Yeah. Imagine how funny it would have been if she was going, like, her idea was to become the Canadian president so she could turn America into Canada. Or she could have made, or she could have had jokes about, like, it's, or she could have said, like, something along the lines of, if somebody mentioned something about, like, healthcare, she could have been like, oh, you guys pay for that here? Yeah. Like, she could have just kept being, like, flabbergasted by, like, the, by the way things run. And, like, she could have just been like, oh, she could have changed that. <laughs> yeah, that's getting changed. Like that would have been an angle to play this like this like progressive Canadian woman who's just like she's like I've just been watching all your politics and you guys just really need a hand. So I just yeah. came down and I'm going to be the first Canadian president. Don't worry about it. We're we're good neighbors and like sometimes you just need a neighbor to come over and give you a hand. Build that fence. <laughs> you're too you're too close to the problem. You need somebody from outside to come in and fix it, you know? It's like you don't you don't ask your partner to be your therapist. You hire a therapist to come and fix it, right? So you go outside of the outside to go find somebody to come in and help. So like that's like she could have gone that route. Um, Jada won, I think, because it made the most sense. I mean, I really like again. I know I'm on the crystal train here, and you know, taking that crystal myth. <laughs> um, I'm hooked on her. I thought she was funny. I thought she. Cute. I thought she was weird. For me, Jada, just look over there. And that was it. You know what I mean? Like, that's all she really gave me there. Well, she did have she did have quick wordplay with the whole like, I'd like to retittle that retitle of the rebuttal. Yes. I think I Her think look Gigi, over there. Gigi also had some really good foundation, but she lost it. Because at the beginning when she's like, hi, I'm Gigi Good, fashion icon, human girl. Like, there was so, I was like, oh good, we're in for a treat. Because she's going to play up this whole idea that she is like a, a real robot. human girl. Yeah. I was really hoping that she was going to do, I mean, again, there's that whole thing of like, don't do the same character. Like, don't be an old lady three times. <laughs> she will not be named. Yeah. And like, don't be a robot multiple times. But she could, if anything, I would have been like an alien. I think yeah. that would have been funny if she had like a peeling skin where like mm -hmm. it was falling down, there was like scales and she's like, oh no, I'm just, just a regular human girl, you know, just regular human shedding. Like you could have played that up a little bit, especially because your, your hosts are fucking Jeff Goldblum. Right. You could go weird with it. He was so bizarre I and he, he, he is really into black girls. You think so? The only ones he had anything like super nice to say about the way they looked or like he was really flirty with like Jada and Heidi. But they did look really great though. Like Jada's outfit was like 
He gave her the slow wink. I mean, he gave her the slow wink. That, <laughs> like, yeah. And then um, I never watched my my. She's from my super ex girlfriend. The other judge from that episode. I don't remember her. She's from. She's from my crazy ex girlfriend. I think is the name of the show or my. Something I don't know. I've never watched it, but apparently she's really, she's the show's very good and she's very good in it. And, um, yeah, I mean she was funny too. I mean it was a good it was a good panel. I think I think the problem with that challenge specifically is because I think they need more guidance mm -hmm. what the actual challenge is because a lot of them came in with like this focus on. Like you needed to have a better understanding of politics in order to be able to do the challenge. But Jada, Jada accidentally ended up making comments on how their how their political system works. So yeah. she did well, but that was by accident. Yeah. Right. And it's one of those things where you're like, you don't need to know politics, but you sort of do. But you need to make it funny and irrever and irreverent but you, it still needs to be on, it's a really hard one. Like, and even look at like the, the ad challenge where they, that they did like in season eight, where they had to do the, mm -hmm. the ads against each other. Like Bob and Derek won because they just went ham. Like it didn't make any sense. Yeah. They just said That's shady so things about each other. Poised her as like a baby eater. <laughs> yeah. Go for Bob the Drag Queen. Because I didn't need a fucking baby. Like, but that's, there's a certain amount of ludic, like they need it to be ludicrous. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the girls were really focused on like, making sure you get political puns in there. And I'm like, look, if you can't make caucus and rebuttal work for you. Right. <laughs> like, sorry, girl. I don't think they took that one. Caucus, polls. Mm -hmm. Like, They've been riding all the polls. Like, yeah. come on. Like, I, I, I think the problem is um, America, I mean, in this, in this season specifically as well, they're poising it as like being, like because they really want to get this message about voting out there. But I don't think these queens really know too much about politics. Mm -hmm. It's not like they had Sasha Velour on the, to give them a masterclass. You know? Who would have been a really good person to do a walkthrough with would have been Sasha. Yes. yes. Or, or the person that you bring on the show to help them out, Stephen Colbert, John Stewart, John Oliver, Samantha yes. Beebe, political satirist pundits, because they will be like, here's the thing. You need to make it sound political, but you also need it to be more funny and ridiculous than it is political. Yes. Like they, you need somebody to actually come in who's, does that already and be like, this is what you, this is how you lay this out. So when you're working on your stuff, make sure you have, you don't need to know about unemployment rates and like, you just need to make it sound like it's political. Yeah. So I think that would have been a much, that would have been the smartest thing to do would it be have some, have someone like that come on. And Steve, Colbert has had Rue on so many times on the late show, the late late show with Stephen Colbert, or the late show with Stephen Colbert, you couldn't have it's called him. Sorry. It's time for some retittle. He needs to come on the show. Yeah. <laughs>
uh, next episode after that, after we oh, lose, you don't want to talk. You don't want to talk about the red, white, and blue runway. The I controversy. Mean, there was controversy. Yeah, apparently people were saying that Jeff Goldblum was racist for asking the question oh, about about how, about the complications of a drag queen wearing a hijab representing a Muslim community, which predominantly features a lot of hate towards LGBTQ2 plus people. And he was like, when he was like, well, is there like a conflict in there? And Rue was like, no, that's a really good question to ask because yes, this is like this, it, it's a reality of it. And people were like, Jeff Goldblum's racist for asking that question. And I'm like, I think it was a perfectly valid question to ask, especially if you're going to have a straight, white, cisgendered guy on the on there and he's going to ask a question for the purposes of expanding the discussion how is that being racist i agree he didn't say that arabic people were were prejudiced towards queer people he asked if one commentary that i saw on it was like well why did he ask that question all religions have problem like have issues with uh homosexuals and like that is true and isn't, I don't think him asking the question is discounting that either. It's just like, it's just as it is. It's well, uh, a question. My, my retittle to that retittle of that rebuttal is <laughs> that yes, it's true that all religions, that a lot of Abrahamic, that pretty much all the Abrahamic religions, so the ones that stem from Abraham, so Muslim, Jewish, and Christian, Catholic, all of those, um, all those different versions, they all do, but why would you ask somebody who has been as part of a Muslim family about Jewish prejudice towards the LGBTQ2 plus community, right? Why would you not ask about something that they may have experience with firsthand or Maybe they know something more about because they grew up in that culture and in that and with that religion, as opposed like I get that blanket statement of like all of these religions tend to have problems with queer people. Yes, but you wouldn't ask a Muslim person about how Catholics see queer people as much as you wouldn't ask a Catholic person how Muslim people see queer people. The conversation at hand, like, and I don't think they had like a time to do through our discussion about religion and homosexuality or maybe they did and they had to edit it out for time maybe you never know because you know what the thing too about it is asking asking about it as a statement give gave jackie the platform to have make a comment on that yes yeah it all it opened up a platform for her to be able to expand on her own experiences so I, I don't know. That being you said, um, try to keep the hate to a minimum. We are two cisgendered white guys. So um, we're looking at it from the perspective of two white people who in that situation would have wanted to ask a question to expand a conversation. And I, I'm sure there are people that would think that even asking that kind of question would be problematic, but you don't learn anything if you don't ask questions and you don't learn anything if you don't talk to people who don't think or were raised like you. Okay. This episode went deep. 
Goodness. I didn't even do first. <laughs> the next episode then was the super fan makeover. Uh, winner of this episode was Janet the Planet. <laughs> she was amazing, but we'll get into it. She uh, wasn't. This is the season of super fans. You do realize that, right? Look at the special guest judges who have been super fans. Leslie Jones, AOC, um, Daisy Ridley. Oh, yeah. They're super fans. The, the trend of this season is super fans. Nicki Minaj is a super fan. A lot of the special guest judges are super fans of the show. So the super fan makeover does make sense. There is also a trope of makeover challenges I want to get into. Um, you, can, you can start. However, um, I didn't really feel like... <laughs> okay, so Crystal Method. I know I'm on the Crystal train here. I heard that was weird as fuck. <laughs> the burden or anything. In the end, it paid off and it worked. But when she was painting the person, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was with everyone on that. I did not get where that was going. I thought he was going for, like, Marge Simpson. Which I also would have, if they did Homer and Marge, God, that would have been I, would, I would have also lived. I would have lived. But I love how she, this person got, like, right weird into it. You know what I mean? Like, when even when she's dancing, she was like, <laughs> Well, Jada, when Rue said Jada did a perfect job, really, like, putting the people together. She really did do a good job. Like, they really seemed to just, like, connect yeah. really well. Because, yeah, if you got any of the other girls for Crystal, because Crystal's look needed a girl who was really ready to go that weird. <laughs> Yeah, because I could sure. see, like Gigi's girl. I don't think she would have done that. Mm. I don't think she would have rocked that. Now huh? I know they get a list of all the looks that they have to bring, and so they knew that this was coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they knew they were going to be dressing up someone else as someone else. Yeah, and the simplicity of the look that she like, while it was gorgeous. And it did have a concept. Like, I get what they're saying. I said, like, it was just too basic. Mm hmm But. Yeah. But. Did you, you remember where Gigi explained that the reason why that was the outfit that was made is because her mom and her had a conversation about it. And Gigi said, if you were the one they brought on, like, say they brought on their actual, like, family members or their moms or something, what would you want to wear? So she designed it kind of banking on it was her mom that she was going to get to make over. Yes, yeah. Firstly. Secondly, that outfit was no tucking necessary if she had a guy. Well, that's like circumvent for me. That is circumventing the whole point of the challenge. It also meant that because it was so, it was such a, so voluminous, regardless of what size her person was, they would have a good chance of fitting it because you have a hiding in closet problem where the garment she did bring did not fit the person that she had. Yes, that's true. So you want to bank on having something that's going to fit almost anybody that regardless of their tucking ability, they can probably work with. Mm -hmm. it, like, it makes sense why she chose it. Yeah. 
I guess I felt like it was just trying to like circumvent the whole idea of like, like again, it could have been like any gender, any size, any whatever, but in the end, like it just, I don't know. She was, she, she was playing smart in the sense of she had made smart and safe. Yes, that is, that is very correct. There was no risk involved, but. Um, beautiful. And they were stunning. Um, I didn't really like, this is moving on to Jada. I didn't like Jada's attitude sometimes towards his person. Oh, that Jada was just like, you're doing it. Like, but that's also part of the reason why they're there. They're there to go through, they're there to go through all the motions of being a drag queen. But they right? didn't know that. Doesn't, that doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I felt he could have been a little bit nicer. Like during practices, she could have like not have to wear the heels, you know? In the end, everything worked out and she was stunning and beautiful and all that stuff. But like, yeah. I just felt like he could have been a little bit nicer. Yeah. But, I mean, it was edited. Maybe they were. Who knows? Well, because Jada made a comment about how she was like mothering all of the all of the girls like how janet the planet was going over to see her and talk to her like jada was very much like the mother in the room yeah. so i think she she took that on very um she took on that responsibility so the one thing i want to say about makeover challenges there are a couple of things that you don't do for makeover challenges for the love of god don't do 70s you know who it never works out for Literally everybody, the only person who pulled off a 70s makeover look was Naomi Smalls in All-Stars 4 because they did the Sharon Sunny look. Every, every other 70s themed makeover bombed. Tempest Du Jour, Silky Nutmeg Ganache, Vanjie, because she didn't win and she should have, but it was a little bit disco. It was a little bit disco. Um... Who else did, who else do I, can I remember did, uh, I mean, obviously Heidi and Jackie both did 70s and it didn't pan out for them. Um, Cameron Michaels also did 70s and it landed her in the bottom in that episode. That's just, it's just a thing. Just don't do 70s because everyone thinks that 70s is like pantsuits and bell bottoms and they'll be fine. The only reason why Naomi managed to pull it off is because A, Naomi did a double, did a gender swap. So it was something brand new, and she had a very specific reference. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you need to have the most specific 70s references, because when you think about the 70s, the 70s includes the end of the 60s fashion style. It has peak 70s, the disco, it has hippie. 70s is so broad from a, fashion, from a visual, like, I could, like visual element perspective that it can get messy mm -hmm. and it always does. The studio <laughs> 54 runway where they were like, that's not 70s. That's all mm -hmm. the judges kept saying to like everybody in All-Stars, they're like, that's not 70s. Oh, you came out wearing gold records? That's not 70s. So like, honestly, I would just, just steer fucking clear of it. If you want to win, get two really nice gowns in very similar fabrics or colors with slightly different changed elements, 
that's what will get you a win in the in yeah. that challenge because that is what always fucking gets you that win. <laughs> that's what got Brooklyn her win. That's what got Jada her win. Your makeup skills can be like amazing, but your outfits need to be the same material, same either the same material or the same color. I felt that Miss Crack should have won her makeover. She did win her makeover. Wasn't she the same season as Brooklyn Heights? No. No? Brooklyn's uh, 11. Um, Cracker was 10. So Cracker... Oh, yes, that's right. So Cracker, because she wore the Barbarella headpiece, kind of inspired by... Um, kind of inspired by uh, Violet Tchotchke. Barbarella is from the 70s, but Barbarella was really more styled from the 60s. So it is a 70s reference referencing the 60s which is why i think it's the loophole and how you get how she won because realistically just don't do 70s like i just stop it stop bringing disco looks it'll never win it'll never win you a makeover challenge it never has and it never will just stop it i'm so why does everyone do the 80s you can go crazy with 80s for the makeover challenge crazy big hair neon colors no one ever goes that route. <laughs> How did you feel about the double safe? It was a super fans that were there, and it was like a feel-good episode, so I totally understand why that happened. Um, they did give wildly different performances, and like, Kill the Lights is one of like, I fucking love that song. So when I saw that little thing come across the bottom and it was like, kill the lights, I was like, bitch, yes. Kill the lights by like, Britney Spears, but whatever. Oh, no. You didn't like, you don't like Alex Newell's Kill the Lights? Moving on. You don't like that song? What the fuck? It's so good. It's okay. It's okay. It's a disco styled song with two 70s queens. It was perfect. <laughs> um, they gave you different performances. One gave you swirling and energy, and the other one gave you crazy eyes. If if they didn't have a double save, Jackie would have gone home. Yes, totally. Yeah. And that's only because Jackie had a narrative that only I understood when she said it out loud and it didn't build up. It started immediately into crazy. Yeah. I think there was, it was that thing of like, you had nowhere to go. You just yeah. started there and then it just kept going. Like, great idea, but. The last episode. The last episode that show aired, episode 11. The One Queen Show with the guest of Whoopi fucking Goldberg. Amazing. She was, I felt she was so sweet as a mentor on there. I really enjoyed her presence on the show. She makes total sense to be on this episode. Oh, totally. It's, it's not one of those yeah. episodes where you're like, what the fuck is this person doing here? This is the person who should be on this show, like right mm -hmm. now. But, so... How did you feel about performances? Okay. Um, so Jackie was shaky boots. 
It didn't have a lot of jokes. It did. Somebody once, or I heard somebody say it felt like a TED talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And it did, especially at the end, how she like, I like how at the end she kind of tied it all up, where she was like, "My father supporting me, that was true love. My mom doing anything to protect me, or because she wants to protect me, is true love." Like, like that. It it worked. But it did feel like a TED Talk more than it felt like a one-woman show. And don't get me wrong, I've watched a lot of comedians and stand-up comics that do these types of things. And they do kind of have a little bit of, like, it's comedy, but it's also social commentary. And it's also life lessons. And it's a bit like philosophy sprinkled with humor. Um, But it just didn't translate. I was really worried when she first started to switch on the glasses and I was like, ooh, girl, like, I don't, this is going to be shaky. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I was like, okay. Like, I mean, I completely get the whole TED Talk thing. That, like, clicked as, for me. And I was like, okay, yeah. It was an entertaining TED Talk. It wasn't overly hilarious. I'll give that. Um, what'd you feel about Gigi? Okay, so Gigi's, huh? He has a kitty. <laughs> he just, he won't leave me alone. So I have to get a baby sling just to like have him like against me because he just cannot handle being away from me. Apparently, right now, no other time. We're going to end this filming and he's just going to disappear. I'm never going to see him again. He's here for me. <laughs> um, okay, so Gigi's. uh I enjoyed the concept. The concept was amazing. It was so funny. Even her thing was really funny. The problem was her transitions between jokes. Yeah. If she would have had it so that when she was like, when she was supposed to do the directing, if she had had the, um, like the guide sticks kind of hidden behind her, like in, I don't know, her belt or something behind her, and she like pull them out of her back and then do it, and it was just more seamless, I think it would have been so much, it was fumbling with the cart was the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, like, it worked, it was so, it was such a good idea, and it was, I think she needed some more prepped things, like where she was, I could swear she was going for, like, um, when she was like, your in-flight entertainment, I was like, oh, she should have thought of something before, so when she came on, she would be like, you know, your nonstop flight to hell. On this flight, we will feature, you'll have this as your entertainment. And it should have been like stuff that punishes you. So I would have picked like terrible movies. And then I would have thrown in a couple of RuPaul movies just as a joke. <laughs> yeah. You'll be watching nonstop. Um, season, yeah. You'll be watching drag, RuPaul's Drag Race season one on repeat. <laughs> That would have been funny. Uh, Without the filter. <laughs> she who shall not be named, but just named her. Um, going on for 17 minutes. I mean the fact that the fact that no one intervened, like the fact that production didn't step in and was like, no. I mean they allowed it to happen. They should have just cut her off. They should have just been like, your five minutes is like like usually at comedy clubs, if you're ever sitting in the audience, you can see there's a little light kind of up behind you and it changes color to let them know that their time's almost up. So if they start to 
like lose bearing on how much time they have left it'll go like it'll be green i think it turns yellow if you're in your last minute and then it'll turn red when your time is up if yeah. you keep going then that's them being like you need to get off the stage right now why the fuck didn't they have that i mean did they have that she just didn't pay attention to it because i can't find like if everyone else had the ability to keep on track, there was probably something there for her also to keep on track. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't, like, just, like, end thing. Maybe because she was on a roll? You know? I wouldn't... I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't imagine it because of ev- everybody who was on this, who is, like, all the other competitors were, like, she just kept going. So, like, this is clearly longer than anybody else had been on stage for. So, like, this wasn't, like, a thing where they got to film, like, 20 minutes of it, and then they cut to the best five. Like, this was, you had five minutes. Yeah. And the fact that she wasn't immediately put in the bottom two just for that, because that is a blatant disregard for the for the rules of the challenge, mm-hmm. and it was disrespectful to the next competitor, who did really poorly, not necessarily as a result. I know a lot of people are like, well, if she didn't have to wait 17 minutes, I'd be like, she didn't. She wasn't ready. Yeah. She had a story that was fun for Kikiing, but it wasn't, she didn't have the beats set up. Yeah. Because I was so fucking confused watching her thing being like, what are you talking about? What do you, yeah. what do you mean your, your leg's going? What does that mean? Is it, are you attuned with the passage of time? Is that what's going on? Are you, are you a metronome? Were you bored? Like, the, like when you're like, my leg started going, what does that fucking mean? And it was one of those things, too, where, like, I watched somebody, I was watching, I watched, like, Review with the Jew and Pit Stop and so many of these, like, review shows that it honestly just, it's a lot. But somebody was saying that she didn't introduce herself. She didn't get to know her. Um, so it was kind of just, like, this is me sitting at a pageant. I'm, I'm a judge. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know anything about you. Um, I get that this is that the surprise was gonna be that she peed on her boy on her man's face. I guess that was the that was the the joke, and she didn't want to give it away, so she had held that information in, so she was trying to build up to it. But you could have been like, there still could have been ways that you could have been like, you know, I never tried water sports when I was in college, but uh, you know at this one pageant, I kind of dipped my toe in. And then you sort of get to it. Like, there was ways you could have built it a little bit more. Like, as Rue said to Jackie when they were doing the walkthrough, like, this is going somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Somewhere soon? That's Jada's problem. It didn't go anywhere soon. Jada fully deserved to be in the bottom. Heidi fully deserved to be in the bottom. But um, she will not be named needed to be in the bottom, too. Yeah, there was exactly. there was no reason for her not to. And I just want to comment about they said Jackie looked like she was like what like dollar store or craft or whatever. I thought her outfit was really good. This is that whole thing about them being like, it's too costumey. This is drag, bitch. I mean, it wasn't even like that crazy co- it was I don't know. It was more club kid to me than costume. Like, I don't, with- why is costume a bad word? Why is costume a bad word? 
I think what they mean is like what they were trying to say is like I get it when they say this looks too costumey as if like you could just buy it at like Value Village or something. You know what I mean? Like I get I and I can understand like they don't want that. But like I say that's off the rack, not costumey. Exactly. But off like, the rack is not so like not a look. But like like you said, like a costume isn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? And when they also didn't then extend it to Crystal, who like and I love Crystal. I've I mean if you've been listening so far, you know I am on the Crystal train. Crystal's outfit was literally just fabric swatches sewn together into like a loofah. And it was crazy and it was kooky and it was cute, but I still felt that Jackie's was better. Well, so Crystal's outfit's it's supposed to be, it's inspired by some designer who makes um, costumes and the way that he, the types of fabrics that he uses when they move, the costume, the pieces catch air and it makes noise to translate because obviously they add music and stuff over it so you wouldn't hear it anyway. But it's, I get really, I, the one thing I really don't like about the show is where they get into this conversation about costumey. Like when, like when in All Stars 3, when Michelle told um, Trixie Mattel for her uh, dripping roses or dripping in flowers um, runway where she was like, it's a little costumey to me. She's like, this is drag. Like, are we not on drag race? Like I'm, you said, dripping in flowers. I was head to toe in flowers. Exactly. Like I don't um, fucking I don't fucking get it I at mean, this point. It's down to a certain level and I have to be like really nitpicky, I guess, but that well, like, that hurts me that like maybe they got that reference point about that designer, but to people that maybe didn't know about it, it's like why did that one person get a pass and that person didn't? You know? the, thing, the thing is, if you're going to get, at the end of the day, it is all based on their preference. Yeah. Because I don't know if it's a conversation for another time, but the whole, there's a reason why trans girls are not allowed on Drag Race and they are allowed on Dragula. There's a very, there's a very, very well defined, nobody on the show has seemed to talk about it, but there is a really easy explanation for why Rue doesn't let them on the show. Well, that does sound like another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's... Can of worms open another time. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Like, oh. yeah. Get ready for the, for the, for the, uh, or the inflammatory comments on that one. Not that <laughs> I'm, I'm more pissed off at the show, how the show perceives it. I think tra- I think trans women should be allowed to play it to compete on Drag Race. That's the that's the end goal of that. I don't want people to think that I don't think trans people should compete in drag. I think they absolutely should. Um, I think they should be on Drag Race. I don't think there's any reason not to. But another episode. <laughs> so, uh, as of this filming, the last episode hasn't aired yet. So we will look forward to recapping that with everyone as well and our thoughts about it that was this week on we'll do blank for honey you can follow us in the description box that's where you can find our instance and all our uh 
socials there. I'm Justin. And I'm Rex Uranus. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode. See you again soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>